0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, June 24th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. You know, there's a saying keep doing what you're doing and you'll get more of what you got. The politicians and central bankers would do well to learn that lesson. They've got an economic mess on their hands and the solutions seem to be do more of the same thing that got us into the mess to begin with. I mean, basically, they're winging it, right? That seems to be the Fed policy. Or as I put it in the show last week, they're throwing darts at the uh, dartboard while wearing a blindfold. Now, what's interesting is just how self-assured these central bankers and politicians are given their track record of being wrong. Sometimes I think the most important qualification for being on the Fed board has nothing to do with knowing anything about economics or banking. It's all about having the requisite level of arrogance and an ability to toss BS around while seeming convincing. So Jerome Powell went to Capitol Hill this week, you know, where dumb talks to dumb. Democrats continue to blame everything in the world. Accept themselves for this inflation problem. It's Putin, it's supply chain, it's COVID, it's greed. I mean, you know, it's voodoo, who knows what. No, you dolts, it's the money printing required to sustain your borrowing and spending. Side note, have you seen that Facebook is putting a fact check on some posts about the Federal Reserve? There's a meme in particular that I've seen that references all of the money the central bank has printed during the COVID era. The brain trust over at Facebook tells us this is partly false. Well, how so? Well, the Fed doesn't actually print money. Like, it's not running off $100 bills down in the basement of the Eccles building. Yeah, duh. We all know that. It's not literal money printing. But the impact on the economy is exactly the same as if they were. The money supply is rising. So, you know, somebody needs to fact check the fact checkers over there at uh, Facebook Anyway, speaking of money printing, the Fed balance sheet is still creeping up. Now, supposedly we started balance sheet reduction in earnest this month. Maybe somebody needs to let Paul know that balance sheet reduction means the balance sheet should be reduced. You know, like it should go down it's crept up three weeks in a row. Not not a lot, mind you. The balance sheet is up about $1.9 billion in the last three weeks. But that's not balance sheet reduction. Now, granted, if you look at the trend over time, the balance sheet does tend to creep up during the month, and then we have a substantial drop at the end of the month. Um, And there is a very slight downward trend over the last couple of months. But You know, you would think that if the Fed was really serious about fighting inflation, the balance sheet would be going down a lot. And it's not. You know, it's almost as if the Fed doesn't really want to do anything to fight inflation. It just wants to talk about it so you think it's doing something to fight inflation. Anyway, back to the Democrats. They definitely don't want the Fed to fight inflation. They're all hot and bothered because raising interest rates might cause the economy to tank. And since voodoo made inflation go up in the first place, the Fed should just step off. Here's Elizabeth Warren, the economic guru that she is. Quote, rate increases make it more likely that companies will fire people and slash hours to shrink wage costs. Rate increases also make it more expensive for families to do things like borrow money to buy a house. Inflation is like an illness, and medicine needs to be tailored on this specific problem. Otherwise, you could make things a lot worse. And right now, the Fed has no control over the main driver of rising prices. Okay, you know what makes things more expensive, Lizzie? Printing money so you clowns can spend it on a bunch of dumb government programs. You are the main driver of rising prices. The best thing we could do to fix the economy is fire your ass along with the rest of the Congress critters. And again, when the government keeps spending money it doesn't have, the Fed ultimately has to step in and print money. That's what's driving prices up on a fundamental level. Yes, oil supply issues, thanks to sanctions, are part of the problem. But prices are on everything are going up. That's generalized inflation, and that's caused by injecting money into the economy. Of course, you know why Warren and her cast of clowns are worried about the economy tanking. They don't want to lose their jobs, so they're doing everything in their power to keep the House of Cards economy standing and to deflect blame long enough so that you'll re-elect them. Now, Jerome Powell isn't any better. Of course, he's not going to admit that the Fed's monetary policy got us into this mess. He basically blames, well, you. You're spending too much. There's too much demand out there. It's the typical Keynesian claptrap about excessive demand in the economy. So they're going to tamp that demand down. You know who has excessive demand? The government. Okay, so here's the thing. Since nobody acknowledges the real source of the problem, all of the solutions are just feeding into the problem. It's the old adage I've used over and over. They want to fight this fire by pouring more gasoline on the fire. Most of the solutions out there are worse than the problem. So, Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden, he's a Democrat, he plans to introduce legislation to impose a surtax on excessive oil company profits. I know you've heard this popular narrative. Oil company price gouging is the cause of inflation. Of course, This doesn't stand up to scrutiny. I wrote an article last week breaking down ExxonMobil's financial statements, which clearly shows there are no excessive profits. I mean, what does that even mean? I asked this guy that question the other day. What is an excessive profit? Nobody can define that. When somebody says, ooh, these greedy companies are making excessive profits, what they really mean is, it sounds too big to me. They can't read a financial statement, but oh boy, they are experts on the oil industry. But yeah, Congress is going to come up with an arbitrary number that equals excessive and then slap a big tax on it. Now, your average dummy is going to love it because there's nothing better than sticking it to the man, right? But it's not going to fix anything. It might make you feel better, but it's not going to fix the problem. You could confiscate all of the oil company profits that Ever exist and hand them out to the American people, and they would hardly notice the difference in their bank accounts. You know, it's, it's like taxing billionaires. I actually did the math a few years ago. You could take every penny from every billionaire, and it would run the federal government for like seven months. Okay, then what? But here's the main point it would actually make the oil supply problem worse in the long run. I mean, would you spend millions of dollars in hopes of finding some oil and then trying to pump it out of the ground if you knew the government was just going to come along and tax away your profit? What's the incentive to produce oil? When supplies are short, profits are supposed to go up. That incentivizes more production. It's Econ 101, right? But the government steps in and it short-circuits all of the price signals. And then they wonder why there are shortages and prices are high. But yelling at oil companies makes good political theater. And that, ultimately, is what this is all about. And then you have the Biden administration. You know, they have a plan to fix inflation, too. He's talking about child and elder care programs and building infrastructure and fixing supply chains. This plan is basically spend more money. I mean, that's what politicians do, right? They spend money. The other day, the White House press secretary was pontificating on inflation, and she lauded the American Rescue Plan as the first step toward recovery. Well, somebody needs to rescue us from that stupid rescue plan. I mean, that's what got us here to begin with. Here's a little history recap for you. Governments shut down the economy and handed out a bunch of money for people to spend. Supplies were squeezed because, well, nobody was producing goods and services. They were all locked in their house. But demand never dropped because everybody had their pockets stuffed with stimulus money. First, Trump handed out a bunch of cash, and then Biden showered us with even more cash. That's the American Rescue Plan. You know, this is like dumping buckets of water on a drowning man. In effect, The government flooded the economy with money, even as it starved it of goods. Of course prices went through the roof. This was entirely predictable. I predicted it. Now the Biden administration wants to spend more money. That's the exact policy that got us in this inflation mess to begin with. Now, of course, the Fed is equally feckless with its little rate hikes and its balance sheet reduction plan that makes the balance sheet bigger. If I ran in the Boston Marathon, the distance between me and the winner is about how far the Fed is behind the inflation curve right now. Given all of the debt in the economy, the Federal Reserve can't possibly raise rates to the level necessary to fight inflation without popping the bubbles and toppling the House of Cards economy. I mean, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The Fed is getting closer and closer to a crossroads. It will either continue the inflation fight and plunges into a deep recession, wreck the economy, or it's going to surrender to inflation and it's going to destroy the dollar. Now, neither scenario is particularly desirable. So brace yourself because things are likely going to get worse before they get better. So before I close out the show, I want to talk a little bit about the gold market. I know day to day it gets frustrating because we all know gold should be higher given the level of inflation and the fact that the Fed isn't going to be able to fix it without crushing the economy. We are heading toward, if we're not already in stagflation, we're going to have a tanking economy and rising inflation. That is when you need to have gold. People aren't buying gold. In fact, people are still pretty much selling gold, especially every time they hear that the Fed might be getting more hawkish on the inflation fight. Now, the mainstream hasn't figured it out. Nevertheless, gold has held up pretty well, really, given the market psychology, and of course, in comparison to a lot of other things out there. I mean, most things are going down, right? Stocks are in a bear market. We've seen a big crash in Bitcoin. Bonds have gotten crushed. The one thing that's been strong is the dollar because, well, everybody believes this Fed tightening nonsense. Of course, you know, it's only a matter of time before the Fed goes right back to money printing. We talked about that crossroads. I think the Fed ultimately is going to go back to quantitative easing, go back to rate cuts, try to rescue the economy, because really, that's the fork it knows. I've I've said this over and over again. That's what I think it will do. I could be wrong, but that's what I think it will do. Nevertheless, the dollar right now isn't too far from a 20-year high. Now, meanwhile, the mainstream is obsessing over rising interest rates. Now, never mind the fact that real interest rates are still deeply negative and will almost certainly remain that way. Nevertheless, everybody seems to think think that the rising nominal interest rates is bad for gold. So that's been probably the biggest headwind. And we've seen it every single time the Fed talks about raising rates, every time they talk about the inflation fight, every time they get hawkish. Gold sells off because everybody thinks, oh, interest rates are going to go up and that's bad for gold. Even with all of this, even with those headwinds, even with the market psychology, gold is still up about 1% on the year. Not great but again it's certainly better than you know bitcoin or stocks or some of these other things so this morning we were at about 1824 an ounce and we've kind of held in that range bound between 1800 and 1850 over the last week or so i honestly thought we would see a bigger sell off uh, after the 75 basis point rate hike but as i said gold is kind of holding steady so you know looking ahead but let's kind of focus in a little bit on this whole interest rate thing, because I really feel like that's kind of the biggest driver as far as market psychology. Interest rates are going up. Gold is a non-yielding asset. Therefore, we don't want to hold gold. The World Gold Council has done some historical interest rate analysis. If you take the Fed's projections, I'm not sure why you would do that, because they're wrong about pretty much everything. N- never forget, inflation is transitory. But let's play along for the sake of argument. The projection that the Fed is giving is for a 2.3% inflation rate by 2024 and peak interest rates of 3.8%. Now, you and I both know the Fed ain't getting to 3.8%, but again, let's play along. That would be a positive real rate of 1.5%. That's bad for gold, right? That's why people are selling off gold because it doesn't yield anything. Well, not so fast. According to the World Gold Council, 1.5% is below the historical threshold for gold to be significantly impacted by real rates. In fact, real rates below 2.5% have not historically been substantially negative for gold. In other words, we've seen good returns on gold, even with low and medium real rates. So, Again, over the last year, gold has sold off on every hint of an interest rate hike. But if you look at that historical data, this is just an emotional response. It's it's a knee-jerk reaction. In the show notes page over at shiftgold.com news, I'll link to that World Gold Council report. You can actually look at their charts and see how gold has fared in various interest rate environments. Now, granted, Gold has certainly underperformed over the last year or so, no question. But I'm a firm believer that things ultimately return to the mean, And I'm a big believer that economics always wins. Market psychology drives things short-term. Economics win in the end. We have a strong emotional bid in the market right now because most people don't understand the economics of what's going on. They believe all of the aforementioned Keynesian claptrap. They believe that the Fed is going to hike rates a little bit. We're going to have a little bit of a recession maybe. And then interest rates are going to go up enough to get the inflation rate down, and then prices will fall, and everything's going to be okay. But again, I believe the economics, the real economy, is going to win. Now, am I saying you should run out right now, sell everything, and buy gold? No, I don't know what you should do. You have to decide what you should do. We're all individuals. We all have different different, uh, risks tolerances. We have different goals. We're in different places in our lives. You have to figure out what you need to do to protect your wealth, given the environment that we're in. Now, I think given the world we're in, you should at least consider owning some gold. After all, gold is a hard asset that you can hold in your hand with no counterparty risk. And I think ultimately, all of these fiat currencies are doomed. I mean, history tells us that, right? So I want at least some gold in my portfolio. But I'm not saying listen to Mike Meharry again and sell everything and buy gold. I, I wouldn't say that. That's dumb. I'm saying listen to Mike Meharry and educate yourself. And you can better educate yourself by taking a little bit of time and talking to a Shift Gold Precious Metals Specialist. You can call 1 888 Gold 160. You can email info at shiftgold.com. You can go to shiftgold.com and uh, click on the Get Started tab, and you can actually chat right online with one of the precious metal specialists. They'll help you look at your own portfolio, your goals, where you are, what you wanna do, and kinda look at how precious metals may fit into your investment strategy. Do it today, I mean, what do you got to lose, right? So, that's it. I'm going away for the weekend, gonna have a little bit of fun. So I'm going to wrap this up. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And, of course, keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgoldcom slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at Apple Podcasts. We're on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. We're on Stitcher. Uh, you can find links to these things over on the show notes page. You can email me, mmaharry at shipgold.com. That's M-M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y at shipgold.com. Always love hearing from folks. Uh, Got some really good tips and uh, insights from listeners. So love that. So feel free to shoot me an email. Um, Again, links for everything are on the show notes page. And uh, that's a gold wrap for this week. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you again next week.